0: Welcome to Trimark Security Happy Hour on Twitch, and we are back again for, you wouldn't know it by looking at our Spotify, because I don't, (laughs) I am updating everything today, I have such a backlog of episodes, we have episodes from Dave Kennedy that I've yet to put up, we have like a bunch of other stuff that I've yet to put up, Um, but uh, all of that will be up today, that is exactly what I'm doing after I'm done. With this, we do this every week, whether we think about things ahead of time or not joining me, uh, Dev, Jake, Brandon, and God, one of my favorite people. Like, am I allowed to out you is what your Twitter at was? Cause like it was semi-secret for a while.
1: Uh I am gonna leave that to your discretion, my friend.
0: Nah, I'll, I'll leave it. Anyway, uh joining us. What is your real name by the way?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, I know more people from Twitter that know me as just Beto.
0: Yeah, than, that's, oh, you know uh, what, I don't care what your real name is. I, I know, I think I know. I think I know what it is. But we're going to call you Beto for, for now on. Uh, dude, I got friendly with, a lot of us got friendly with uh, over Twitter, which is the wonderful thing about Twitter. Um, spicy hot takes on things, funny takes on things. But uh, he actually does know things. It's like the scene in Hackers. Does he know anything? Yeah, man, he's elite. So we decided, yeah. why not? By the way, thank you, thank you, huge thank you to Anomaly FX for our brand new layout. Um, looks, uh, I think, a, I think a lot more, uh, a lot better than my other one. I just took off of Streamlabs and hopped up there. Um, she did amazing work. Uh, the wife of uh, Sean Burgess here at uh at uh, trimark but uh just one of the best professionals that i've ever had a chance to work with and she knocked it out of the park she is a juggernaut um so really digging. thank you anomaly by the way anomaly fx if you want her to do some work for you so enough blabbering how how was the week how was the week everybody scale of one to ten how to go for you i'm gonna uh, uh, beto you're the guest here how was your week Solid seven. So, Ooh, that's better yeah. than you normally are. Uh, you take what you can get sometimes. Yeah. You look good. You look you look, uh, rosy-cheeked. The beard is looking mighty. Uh, you don't look all that weathered from the world, so I'm happy to see you. Brandon, how was your week? I talked to you a lot today. I know. Aren't you tired of me yet? Absolutely never. Never happened uh i mean dev on the other hand we can't say that about right i think about dev and getting exhausted i just i just get tired
2: about me in the shower i'm okay
0: i think about you literally everywhere (laughs) every every part of my day every part of my day since august 1st when i officially joined trimark security by the way TrimarkSecurity.com for all of your assessment needs for active directory azure ad uh vmware and attacker tactics. Uh, Smooth ad pivot, man. I'm getting better Smooth at tactics. it. You write enough newsletters, by the way. Our new newsletter is coming out next week. Uh, Trimarksecurity.com. Sign up for that. Um, and I'm getting back. because I got to write all this copy all the time. I got to write all this stuff. And, like, yeah, why not? Um, Bill, you are not excused for being late. Bill says, sorry for being late. Not excused. Um, man, that chat box looks good. Are you doxing people? Me? No. no um bill uh there's another yeah. there's another bill I in the... was boxing boxing i would love to box one of you uh, actually boxing. no i would only like to box dev i'm not messing oh, I'll with go, beto I'll go a
2: couple rounds
0: i'm not messing with jake i don't even think i mess with brandon honestly
3: brandon's That's got good. that reach i've got I'd the reach, man i've got a I'd fun story
0: about
4: uh one of those punching machines Right, that you like test how hard you can punch by all means uh, tell it. it's friday why not you know, we went out to a bar with some uh some rowdy guys down south came up to us and like challenged us for whoever won gets a beer me and like three other buddies um and i punched the hardest
2: it's not about punching the hardest in a fight you do know that it's about yeah. it's about like, s- punching the hardest in the like as long as you can land a punch that's all that ma- that's when it matters but got to learn how to actually take a punch, how to roll, how to maneuver, There's a bunch of other things.
4: Okay, yeah, I take it back. I don't want to fight, Dev.
2: I grew <laughs> up in the hood, man. I've been fighting a very long time.
0: Um You're from the hood, though. I yeah. wait. There's something so incredibly dangerous about Dev. There is something, like, incredibly technically, mentally, physically. There is uh, Actually, Dev, how tall are you? I never actually met you in real life. Uh, five nine, five ten. Seven, oh, we're matched. Nine. I'm I'm a girth. I'm a I'm a solid three thirty though. I'll just lay on you. Ooh. Yeah, you would. I mean, listen, honestly, I'm not standing up because once I stand up and you see the fold as it unfolds, and you'd be like, no, 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 you look all of three thirty. I'm thinking like more 400, 450, but bitch.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> thought you were taller.
0: That's what it was. Oh, no, I thought it was shorter. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh that one hurts uh, Like a dwarf
2: kind of thing i don't know
0: yes brandon how about that blink animation you want to see it again let's see it again that's it pretty me, good but you know brandon and i sound the same um so anyway now that the insults are at least not over but prefaced uh what are we what are we what are we talking about today oh i forgot to put your names on screen it's a new layout forgive me i don't have the everything on yet um uh, Beto, you're here for a reason, Uh not just your pretty rosy cheeks. What, what are we talking about today? Beto was the first guest that said,
3: "Do you want me to bring things to you?"
0: Yes, so yeah. you are now
3: our
1: official first
3: what?
0: favorite guest. Like dead animals, or what, uh, what?
1: Well, I wanted bullet points, and so I you know, the night I was, I was you know, nervous. So I wrote up some bullet points and they're currently sitting on a, uh, text document under the computer that I am coming to you from. So all the help that did. Oh, look at you. Oh, wait. So you have them or you don't have them? Well, I have them, but they're on a computer that's, you know, closed and off and of absolutely no help to me right now.
0: (laughs) So what can you open it? Can you like, is it near you?
1: But the other laptops
0: on top of it. Oh God damn it. Um, (laughs) I think you sent me, wait, no, you did send me what you were talking about. Uh, quick, somebody riff on something. Uh, you were yeah, going to talk. I mean, if you also want to be a first, you could be the first to send me 000, 000. Look at his head- to a million dollars. Look at his headphones. Do you think he has a million dollars?
2: $20 headphones, two years.
0: I like it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a I am a huge. He may not
2: spend it on himself. He may spend it on others.
0: I am a, I'm a huge headphone or like i can identify like real nice and that's the that's thanks to at the at the freck on twitter freck is a huge audiophile and he's got okay, me
2: so what what do you walking, what what do you have
0: these are sennheiser hd 280s uh these are my absolute favorite these are the ones i used when i used to be in radio and 15 years ago these were awesome they're awesome now but over there i have uh sennheiser Oh, they're the fancy ones. Hold on. I get it. This isn't what we're talking about, but this is what we're talking
4: about. See, you know, you could have just taken the laptop up and done it by now. Probably. Yeah. These, are our,
0: these are the Sennheiser HD 650s. I don't like, I love these, but they're also not closed back. Uh, great for music or whatever, but when I'm on air, you can hear a little bit of it. And sometimes- ask
2: us to exchange like, the topic so you can get set up for something, but you using- I'm trying to riff talk. so he
0: could get his shit set up, but that's I got
1: fine. My shit. I got my shit. I didn't have the specific notes, but I know what I'm talking about. But, uh, but then you just get land with it. God, was so unprepared. Oh, this no, is what
4: always happens. Like, I, you must no, have no, never I, seen this stream before because oh. Danny just does this shit. Just...
0: And these, I have my, my Bose oh, uh, oh. earbuds- oh. <laughs>
4: didn't then, even stop
0: he's like
2: look i have these these are fantastic little things and and i also have
0: a cup i also have a cup if you if you want to look at it and I i'm not doing my headphone pack. spiel yet all right go let's On talk about technical pay? things sean pays <laughs> us sean pays us for a reason technical things let's go
1: wait you yes. get paid no that's my line Uh oh. No, uh, I was actually inspired by last week's uh, AD admin insecurities. And I, and I wanted to talk a little bit about AD admin insecurities because we admins have insecurities too. Um, and it kind of led into a path of coming to security from the help desk, which is, which is what I did. So um, I, I wanted to talk about how you could progress into security from kind of that help desk, sysadmin job. Um, I'm biased because it's the way that I came up. But there's something to be said about learning to fly by the skin of your teeth while people that make three times as much money as you are waiting to get their computer back. And you don't know how to map a drive. You don't know how to troubleshoot the most basic things. So you learn to work under the pressure. So I think
3: uh, on on this call right now, uh, Brandon, you did the same, right? Yeah, I was starting to help desk, sysadmin so to hear. Yeah, same same for me. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, Demo, not, it's not the Demo, career exactly. path, but it's it's a it's a good one. And uh, so so let's be you know super clear. Security, I, I I don't like to gatekeep security. Nobody likes that. But there is something to be said. I love it. Following a career path that gives you that foundational knowledge in IT that lets you know more about a specific subset of IT. Right? Uh, if you if you put me troubleshooting something with AppSec, I'm done. I'm out. Tap me out. But EUC systems, servers, that sort of thing, that's where I got the knowledge from. So, uh, you know, one of the one of the things that I like to think about is, you know, what mistakes did I make? And I'm going to, you know, maybe, maybe out myself as an idiot, but the host file. When I found the host file, I was like, I am a genius. I can fix anything with this. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you go back and you, you, you have to fix the thing that you fixed with the the host file and it's like oh okay i i it turns out i'm kind of dumb and then you know the more you do that the more you realize that it's about scale right you 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 learn to do something through the gui and that leads to all right well i'm gonna maybe there's a command prompt way that i can do this and then it, for me it was okay well that leads into powershell and and now i can write this thing that i fix it for one and then people take notice right if you're a junior help desk admin that has a way to automate something, they're going to say, well, all right, well, we have this deployment tool. Why don't you go ahead and fix the problem across all of the systems? Great. Okay. And that's when you start to unfortunately get into patch management and and those sort of things that really, um, you know, that's where you pay your dues. I think that's, that's where the real problems come in. Bill
3: uh, Beto. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You sent me a picture of a tattoo that you have Is that somewhere safe.
1: Uh, yes. I. Let's see if I can do that. I do have a PowerShell tattoo on my forearm. And the reason for that was I was, I, I was laid off in 08 uh, with, I think, a lot of people. And so I had to start over. And I started over making peanuts. And one day I started learning PowerShell. And I had a recruiter reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I was working for an MSP for a couple of nonprofits and a school district, and it was miserable. But I learned PowerShell, and and, and the recruiter reached out, and she said, we want to talk to you about this this server in a UC management position. And I said, well, I'm not qualified for it. She said, well, okay, but do it anyway. So doubled the salary to do that, and then paid the dues, you know, manage Again, not a whole lot of money to it. So here's a WSUS server and, and we manage, you know, servers with Shavlik or, or whatever. Um, so, you know, here you go. There's a lot to be said about not having budget to do something because you learn the ways that you want to manage it and you don't want to manage it. Um, WSUS is great, but actually having to manage it coming out of the help desk is terrible. Um, so you learn to do things your own way, you know, I. Yeah, PS Exec, good lord. PS Exec was my best friend in the entire world. And and it's that, it's that scale and it's that knowing your environment. One of my worst war stories of all time. Um, third, fourth month on, jo- on the job, working in retail, and the systems were XP embedded for some point of sale. It was just a subset, but I managed it. Nobody knew anything about these. They were managed by a third company, whatever. So one day... We tested Windows patches. Everything went well, and we deployed them. Turns out we didn't test them on all the models that we had. So about three quarters of the point of sale fleet that we had just went down at 2 a.m. And it's like, well, what do you do? So again, that's where that that help desk mentality comes in, where you solve it once, and then you figure out a way to scale that. And that scale turned out to be okay. Well, I've got this thing that'll roll the patches back, and we're going to use PS Exec. We're going to we're going to manually batch it out. It was the ugliest solution. But sometimes that's what you have to do. And and you're cool with ugly solutions because when you're a help desk tech, nobody reads what you write. Nobody reads your code. It can be as ugly as you want it to be. That's a great way to learn. And then when you get more and more senior, you know, maybe you still don't let anybody read your code unless they absolutely need to because it's still ugly and you're embarrassed about it. And that's okay, too. I uh
3: what you're describing, especially with w- WSUS, like, that's what we had at my last gig. How many times have, did you rebuild the uh, the patch database? You know, um, in yours. Like it, was, it seemed like it was, like, every year, basically. Oh, fuck. You
1: know, okay. It was just the once. It was just the once, oh. because after that, I rebuilt the server. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then that reinstall. Yeah. No, it okay. is, and that's you know, uh, uh, collectively on this call, how many times has, has Windows been manually installed? Ooh.
0: Holy
3: hell. Uh... <laughs> Is there a number for that? I don't know if they, they yeah, have don't... a number. Yeah, there's no number there.
0: Dude, yeah. let me tell you, I actually had to do it recently because when I re- when I did my new build, I from the time I did it, I screwed something up, and I could never reach Windows Update and i went without updates for like 2 years <laughs> and then one day i like after so much googling no help from microsoft they're like oh you just downloaded the wrong original build there was already an update and it screwed something up and i was like oh no i was still in like the the late 90s early 2000s mode of having to re image and redo everything and i was like this is going to be a nightmare and blah, blah 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 it was the easiest thing that I have ever, they make it so nice now. Like, everything was just there. And luckily, like, I have all solid state and, like, this thing's a beast. It starts up in less than 10 seconds. It's amazing. But, like, shit was just there. And I was like, oh, thank you, Microsoft.
2: Yeah, I mean, when I have to install stuff, I try to automate as much as possible now. just so I don't have to deal with the neurological things. Like, Uh, I use Ansible to install all my programs, all that stuff. And the way I fix Windows um, install is I use it, I use Linux, and that tends to be a, um, the best way to fix it.
3: <laughs> I was going to say the way that I do my, my installs the fastest is just uh, drag over my time machine back up onto my Mac and boom, uh, we're good, so yeah.
2: I let someone hack to your yep. uh, time machine instance and then put something in the underlying belly of it to then boot up different binaries.
3: Dev, stop looking at my, my network. title little bastard. That's right? why you asked me for my IP the other day. <laughs> But you were giving me. I remember. To um, cool.
4: I don't know if uh, is it is it Beto or or Beto. 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 Um, so Beto, would, one of the things I did when we were sysadmin or when I was sysadmining is um, use a. Uh, it, it was one of those posh tools. It was a PowerShell tool that would actually do the patching for you, and so like any. Uh, like, I guess I could call myself a good sysadmin. I wanted to, like, vet the code because I'm not going to just download something from the Internet and just run it on all of my systems. You yeah, um, wuss. So. What's
3: the fun of that? Good. Howard, good sysadmin. Oh, Come geez. on.
4: See, yeah. See, that was back. That was my first, probably one of my first security decisions, really, was not running code directly from the Internet. Uh, but, yeah, so PowerShell kicking ass on, like doing the wss heavy lifting for you and for we probably did that for years before we ended up getting SECM started but both of those still have wss behind them right so you still have to manage that like that butthole of a system so he's called and a I, butthole of a system it's it's right i mean that's a pretty
0: accurate
1: description that's actually
0: that's actually what they call it on the official microsoft documentation
1: yeah. And, and, and that's with them being nice to it, yeah. I would say. Well, and, and I think SCCM, you raised a good point with it. SCCM is, is one of the most powerful tools that I think you could get in an enterprise, but it's not I, – I think a lot of people look at it as a set and forget, right? Um, all tools need some care and feeding at some point, but my gosh, SCCM needs – a team. You, you you can't just buy SCCM and go, it's fixed. You yeah. Kind of do that with WSUS if you actually manage the group policy, right, and you're a small enough organization. It's fine. But SCCM, no. No, it's too much.
2: Yeah, but I mean, do you really have to reinstall Windows that much? I mean, Windows 10 is the last version of Windows that releasing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dev
4: didn't believe me. Up. I told him that. Or getting a call in. Oh, it's not the last one. It's not. <laughs>
3: Dev did not believe me. I told him that that Microsoft had said that and uh, I
1: was like, what? And So, yeah, like def- what kind of make a statement like that? Oh, I, I mean, in their defense, it seems believable, you know, like if somebody no. told me that even with Windows 11, I'd be like, yeah, we're just going to forget Windows 11. That's cool. I'm, I'm fine with that. What about Windows ME? You can ever forget. Before.
0: <laughs> Windows ME. What a nightmare. Oh, what a night before I knew any before I knew anything. I do nothing. That was even before my IT career, which is ten years before my security career. Oh, there's a good, there's a, there's a, something in the chat I uh, wanted to hit on. Um, at uh, I do things sometimes coming up from sysadmin or any general kind of admin is great if you know how to manipulate the system, you know how to break it. I have maintained forever that the most dangerous security people that can end up being the most dangerous offensive people, dangerous hackers in general, are sysadmins. Like. I've had sysadmins go, "Hey, uh, you know, I, I really want to switch careers. I want to I, I want to get into security." And I was like, "Well, what have you done?" I was like, "Oh, I've been sysadmin for fifteen years. Holy
1: shit! Come, come on in,
0: take your paycheck."
1: Yes, <laughs> and 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 that's that's exactly it. it but hiring internally, I, you can absolutely make the jump as a help desk tech to sysadmin, going from one place to another. I don't think there's as much environmental there, but sysadmin to security. If you're if you're looking for somebody on your, to hire for your security team, and you've got that eager beaver, you know, kind of T two T three help desk admin, or you've got a sys admin that's been there for a couple years, kind of starting to look a little grumpy, you know, <laughs> they know where the bodies are, right? That's you hire internally for that position because they know where the stuff was just swept under the rug. And, yeah. And, but the
2: pop, the problem is most companies don't do that, and that's that's unfortunate. It um, is. Like, I mean, when I was in IT, the best way, like, I was like, I asked my boss, like, how's, what's the best way I could get a raise? It's, like, go for another company. And I come back here in two years, and we'll pay you even more than that. It's like, what? That's how you people make more money in IT? And sure enough, I mean, it held true. So, it's sad.
4: Did you actually do that? Did you actually, like, hop jobs and then come back to the original?
2: No, normally if I leave a company, it's because I'm done to that company. But um, <laughs> the bridges have but been I'm burned. Saying, like,
0: Write that down for later, boys. <laughs> yeah. they, they always say
2: that. They
4: say, well, yeah, just go and then come back, and maybe you'll be the CIO someday. And then when you go, you're like, man, this sucked. I'm never going back.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like, they should be hiring from within. First of all, it's cheaper. Like, I mean, you don't you don't have to give them a huge raise. You give them a little something to, like, kind of say, hey, thank you. Good job. And it's, they know most of the system, so there's no internal training. You have to do about, this what the product is. This is how this works. These are the group of people. Like, I don't get it. Like, why do more people, more companies do it? This hire within and then push that this, elevate them to go to like certifications or get it de- some other degree or some other training. And then they become your advocate for security. But uh, anytime I say it, people look at me like I, I have two heads and I don't know what I'm saying.
0: Isn't that the standard well, look you get from people? yeah it is like now they look like i have foreheads this is odd
1: but that's the thing right you can teach security to anybody that wants to learn it any anybody that wants to be in security can be in security but if you're talking about a complex environment it it could be you know medium-sized business if you're talking about a complex environment it takes longer to learn the environment than it does to actually learn the security tooling Yep. So we're, we're solving for essentially the same problems and more times than not. The approach is going to be different, but IT in general, it's just going to be, you know, let's let's just check the boxes. And, and how often is it, let's just check the most basic boxes. Can we turn MFA on? You know, can we get a web proxy? Do you guys have AV? And I, I'm loving it there, by the way, Jake. That's, that's good. Yeah. Um... <laughs> it it really is but but how many exclusions do the exclusions do you have are they documented do you have shadow it do you have help desk techs that don't have sops and so their approach is inconsistent everywhere it's it's very much it takes longer to learn an environment it takes longer to learn specific things to your company
2: yeah and just learning the ins and outs of not only like the company itself but the inner workings of the company right like how do people like to communicate how what is who is the person I go to because they're the subject matter expert of whatever it is that we're doing in the company. Like having that understanding is not something you train most company trains for. It's something you pick up from being there for a couple of years. Like, oh I have a problem with this segmentation of the network or this issue with this part of the of uh, whatever of the environment, the servers or whatever the case is, I know who exactly to go to and how to phase the question or to get the best out of them. Uh, whereas a new person is going to be like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put it in our Teams or Slack or Discord, and hopefully someone responds. And it's just like it explains oh. so
3: much of our early communications. Dev, you just didn't know who to go to.
2: Yeah, and then someone lied and told me to go to you, and that's when I learned not to trust that person.
0: <laughs> and now they're best buddies. We could really make a drinking game out of this whole show about how many times we insult each other through <laughs> through any uh, through any given moment of the show. <laughs>
2: Uh, Jake, so see, you do want me in your environment. You have me as your background.
0: Oh, there's such a good point in chat right now, and I've been, I've been, I've been sliding more and more into this over the past few years from uh, from uh, from Bill uh, uh, Alfy. The corollary: successful infosec folks know their business is business, and not just the IT part. I. I actually started. Listen, it's a, a lot of us don't give a shit. Uh, we want to do our gigs. We want to be an analyst. We want to find the evil. We want to, we want to write the code. We want to break the thing, and that's perfectly fine, right? But the more, but that could sometimes lead to feeling detached. That could sometimes feel like, yeah, you got a gig, and that's fine. But like, if you don't have to care, right? There's a difference between knowing. And caring, <laughs> like if you care too much, you might set yourself up. Especially if you're not in leadership, you know. There's a we talked all about that on the on the uh, employment unemployment show. But knowing the business, right? I maintain the more you know, your the business is business. You it is all. It's not bulletproofing, but it sure is like crash padding. Once things take a turn, right? If things start going south, you will be able to see the red flags more you'll be able to see, oh, I noticed this, 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 and this. We used to have headcount for this, or we were pursuing project in this. We thought we were making a headway here, and now suddenly we're not, and it's, like, gradual. So once you know the business is business, um, it helps that way. Bike, I'll help you do your job better. Like, what are they going to need? What don't they know that they need that I do know, right? And then make yourself a spot there. Um, so, yeah, absolutely again you don't have to care <laughs> care insofar as it affects you right care insofar as it like is good and then it inevitably will like matter to other people but yeah knowing the business is business is huge
2: the I other thing i like to bring you. up is that a lot of companies think oh well a lot of managers or people in the industry think oh if i want to make more money i need to go into management or i need to go up that that progression track to make more money or to get further in my career. And I, I have, I keep telling companies, stop doing that. Like individual computers actually should be making more than managers. Like if you are expert in your field, you're, and you want to call them principal or call them whatever the hell you want to call this. Thing. But those individual the individual computers, or well, they are experts in your company, pay them more than you pay your managers. Managers should only manage people. And that skill is you can hire people a dime a dozen out there to do that. You cannot hire the expertise people to manage your network, manage your security, manage whatever you have going on that knows your business, know the inside and outs that um, that's going to stay with you for longevity and make sure you're safe. So I, I all, always of our, all
3: of our management watchers or viewers are just just angry with you now. Dev.
2: I don't care. They think they, we, we could replace them in a second. Just jump on um, the line. Everybody doesn't like Dev. Oh, Yay, that's a lot of people don't like me. Uh, but the thing is, you like I never got that. Like, Why do people think that managers should be paid more? Or that's the progression? Like, Not everyone is cut out to be managers. I hate when I was in management. I absolutely hate it. Um, it took me until I got into a VP position to realize this kind of sucks. I'm not doing anything technical. I'm managing people's toes falling off. Like, I don't want to deal with that nonsense.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Rewind toes falling off? Where'd you, were you at a morgue?
2: Maybe. (laughs) No, it's just a phrase where, like, you have to deal with all this stupid (laughs) neurological issues they're having. I was like, like, oh, (laughs) someone said something and hurt my feelings, or uh, my kid is sick for the 10th time in a row. And, um, but it's fine. I'm not going to take them to the doctor and all that. It's like, I don't want to deal with that. I want to be more technical, be in the reads, and be an everyday um, technologist and work to make the product and company better.
4: Um I think yeah. investigator chick's point in chat here too is is I think somewhat actually agrees with you, but also somewhat may challenge the point is that it's difficult to find a good manager, especially one that can manage technical people. And I think a lot of the times it's because of that problem you're talking about, Dev, where some of the technical people are forced into management. I mean well, that happened to me as well. They're forced into management. And they don't want to be there. So, of course, they're not a good well, manager because they well, shouldn't be always,
2: the first place. What I always help companies to do is actually uh, separate out your managers. Have technical managers and have HR managers. HR managers deal with the life situations and all the stuff like that. Technical managers deal with all the tech stack, tech stack and actual tech development of the people.
4: Yeah. So,
2: th- that's where... I'm sorry, right?
4: What do you think about like the architect title then? Because that's that's kind of the other pathway, right? So if you're not going to go the management pathway, at least it was from like the sysadmin perspective. right? I think
2: architect is just a band-aid to give people more money and keep them on board. And there's no need for that. Just increase your pay cap. So that right. way you can give them more money. Because unless they're actually, the, the problem I have with titles that people make up or that people use or that's not industry standard, it becomes harder for that individual to move or to grow professionally. Like, oh, I'm an architect of blah, 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 blah. Let me find other jobs that are similar. Guess what? There is none because we our company made it up. It owns this. Oh, let me go find help and talk to other people who can help me progress in my career. There is none because we made it up again. Instead of you being a principal of what you were doing, like principal of Cisco network applications on uh, network switches, principal of Active Directory, system admin, like stuff like that. Which is very easy for an individual to grow, very easy for an individual to uh, find help and to you know even move out of the company they need to. They make up these rare titles. And that's the other thing. If your person, don't be scared of people leaving your company. If you are a good manager, you're training your people to actually leave your company eventually, to max out, get everything that they can from you, and to move on in their career path. That's what good managers do um but again, companies are scared of that They're like oh no we got to replace someone. it's okay. It's not the end of the world. We, if you have good processes, good uh, playbooks, good documentation well I guess that's playbooks good um, like a team commitment you can absorb a new person in the team and they will get steadily up fast and running. Um, it's when you don't have those things you should be scared.
1: Well, and I think you touched on something interesting, too, there with the industry standard titles. I know a lot of places that use the same title structure and and maybe seniority structure, but I I think the job positions change so much between two companies. I've I've been an engineer where my job was almost entirely IT ops focused. I've been a security engineer where I felt more like I was doing IR and SOC analyst duties. I've been a SOC analyst where I felt like most of it was the engineering side. So I think that what the words even mean is, is really frustrating, especially when you're trying to move up. Like now, you, you know, you can read a job description now and kind of understand, you know, you know, I've been here long enough. I can read a job description and go, yeah, I kind of understand what I'm going to be doing. But if I'm just like blasting resumes out on Indeed because I'm making $45,000 a year as the only IT guy and just need out, like you can apply for a senior engineer job. That's you know really what's the senior mean? And the engineer, eh? We don't really know. So it's it, it's tough. It's tough if you don't know how to navigate that.
0: Yeah, it's like working in banking and uh, and everybody's a VP. Like that's how they oh how they yeah. snag you into those uh, financial ones. Uh, you're like you know you we know don't how you know maybe we don't meet your compensation, but you'll be a VP, which means exactly zero. Nothing. Nothing, yeah. you charlatans! Yeah, look, I'm sorry,
1: if you can be a VP straight out of your your two year college and and that's your first job, what are you really vice president of? Like, I'm and I'm not trying to dog it. i, I Vice president
0: of lower probably. salary <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you can't well, pay I'm them,
2: president elevate the
0: title. Vice president of can't buy the stuff that I wanted to. Well,
2: I mean, yeah. Titles are important, job descriptions are important, but more importantly than that is realistic job descriptions. I hate these fake job descriptions, you're looking at them. Like, you need 10 years experience in a field that's only existed for eight years, or you need a PhD in this field for entry level position. It's like, what? Who's gonna come in here with 10 years experience and be a junior entry level, or be a master in the following field? Like, some of that stuff don't even exist. I remember seeing one for um, AWS where the, AWS was around for like four years and it acts with like ten years experience, and I'm like, how did that work? <laughs> like, how? I and mean, it's just, it's just like, just ask for what you really need. Don't overinflate it.
3: The ones that blow my mind are the ones that are like, we need this one person, and then you read the job description, and it's like five, five different, five different job descriptions. Yeah, combined into one. Like, oh, I hate that.
2: Oh yeah. So you look at
3: Unicorn.
1: But but I've also put job descriptions out there on the flip side where it's like I have multiple headcount, but maybe one's not coming for a while. So, you know, I need a networking person. I need an AppSec person. And I need just a generalist. So I'm just going to throw this out here and I'm going to take the best person that fits the needs that I have at this time. And then I'll narrow the job description when I go get the next person that I can hire and the next person that I can hire. I mean, sometimes... And I totally agree with you. Like, it's a complete crapshoot, and that's almost never what happens. They're almost always looking for somebody that's good at some stuff, and they can bog down with the rest of the stuff so they don't have to bring in another person. But, you know, sometimes throw throw it out there. See what sticks. Yeah.
4: That's actually something that we did when I was trying to hire specifically, like, student workers. We would kind of – because we're looking for someone who's got, like, one of these skill sets, right? And it's like, I don't care what you can do. Did you have Linux experience? Cool. Then I'm going to stick you on this project. Are you a good coder, developer? Then I'm cool. I'm going to stick you on this project, right? Like, doesn't matter. Do you know network stuff? Another project.
2: As long as you can help in one way, then that's great. It's funny you said that because when I was hiring people, what I did was a little bit different. Like, I made sure that first, you fit in with the team. That was the most important thing. I didn't care about your skill sets. I didn't care about your experience. I didn't care about any of that other stuff. If you had that, that's the first um, foot into the door. The next thing is, what do you have underneath your underneath your um, knowledge? And it's okay. If you, if I'm hiring for a programmer, C-sharp, and you say, I don't really work with databases, I understand them, but I don't know how to do stuff for them, that's fine. We could teach you that piece. What we can not teach you is how to be a person and how to be a good person. Um, I can't teach that. I can't teach you how to meld with the team and understand the culture that we are trying to develop. I can't I mean, I mean, of course you could teach that to some degree, but that's more effort and time than teaching them how to connect to a database and the best way to, to actually write your code. Uh, so those are the things I always thought was important. And I don't know why companies don't like if you have people in your company that already fit that bill, you could teach them how to do other stuff that you need. And you can expand them. And guess what? They're gonna be loyal to you. They're like, Wow, this company gave me my 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 break to get into security. This company helped me really get where I needed to go. So, again, going back to your original point, like I don't understand why it's such a a foreign concept. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah, think I'm rambling.
1: I, I I've never. I've never gotten an internal promotion. I have changed teams exactly once internally to a company and it was a lateral move and it was the one that put me in security. And the re the only reason that I'm in security right now, I, I was, I was looking in the window with those big puppy dog eyes and my infinite naivety that, Oh, if I just get there, it'll be great. And look, I love it. But, but I, I was primarily working with active directory and I got really mad. You company I, Look, by the way, this is not, I'm not intentionally plugging this, but this is the honest to God's truth. ADsecurity.org is the resource that I used to move from managing workstations into being an actual sysadmin. That was the thing, and I shamelessly copied the ideas and said, hey, look at all this stuff that I thought of. So, uh Sorry, Sean, and thank you, um, but but no, it, it was like it helped me understand it because I, you know, you're stuck doing user CRUD and, and and device mopping up and all that, and then it's like, okay, well, we'll here I can script things and I can build it in the best practices and yada yada yada. So I'm gonna do Danny's job for him and say adsecurity.org is an awesome resource, uh, and Trimark can help you.
0: I'm trying to recreate um, the banner. It's a new layout. Hold on, I'm getting there.
1: <laughs> oh wait. No, but, but but that, you know, I basically sent a manifesto to my director and, and said, you guys are broken and we need to fix this. And it was all security stuff. And so he emailed the security manager and was like, okay, you guys can have this kid. And and there we go. And it was great. And I was a security engineer generalist for three years at this company. Um, you know, and I, I left when it got boring. That's, that's kind of like the threshold for it. And then I went somewhere else that would, you know, You know, go where the fires go. You know, it's not, you know, I think that's the other thing of, like, I still have the mentality of, like, I'm still a help desk person. That's still my job. It's just the problems that are coming into me are different. And and the way that you scale those are different. But I'm still, and, and I admit, I still, if I'm working on something that's got a lot of visibility, I still get that pit in the throat where I've got the you know, VP uh, so-and-so standing behind my shoulder going, why can't you fix this? This is the simplest thing. And do you just not know how to do your job? Get out of the way. I'll do it myself. And, and, you know, that that still comes up. That's the other part of this is moving up and moving, like moving from help desk to sysadmin to security or whatever. It's hard. And you're going to have to take big leaps of faith. And it's scary. And some of that's like everybody here probably has worked in a bad bad organization and felt that burnout and felt those things i don't think anybody tells you that never goes away it doesn't come up every day but you're still gonna have days where where you just fall back into that i'm gonna get fired and and i you know it's just the axe is hanging over my head um and, and figuring out how to manage that. If you guys figure out how to manage it, let me know. If I'm if I'm doing this wrong, please tell me because I would love to not have a pay... Uh, yeah, okay. okay.
2: No, no. 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 Don't.
1: No. But and, and yeah, that's that's the other point is is you know, it happens and it's you know.
2: So I've been I've been in the field for twenty years and I still have that problem. Um, it started from day one and it's been going on for up to. This earlier when we had a call with uh, another team about doing stuff, and it's just like you feel that doubt, like, wait, am, am I right? Is this right? Is and then soon someone else says something that contradicts it. You're like, oh my god, I messed up. I didn't do enough research. What the hell did I just do? How did I just screw up this big? And it's like I don't know. It's hard to beat it, man. I, I don't know what the answer is. Um,
4: I have a really funny story about about that. Is when I when I joined my previous job um I was in- insecure and I went to the very first like change management meeting and I brought something up and nobody had said anything everybody was just blank stone faces no response they moved on to the next thing and then the same sort of thing happened again where I would say something and like nobody really knew what to say and I'm like oh my god like I'm doing all of this stupid stuff and I'm putting my foot in my mouth and I don't know what I'm talking about but in what I realized is that they just didn't understand what I was saying. Like, they, I was at a tier above where they were. And so they were the stupid ones that did not comprehend what it was. That, so th- I was making them feel stupid, and I thought I was the stupid one.
2: Well, you're still you're not realizing that. Yeah, dummy.
4: Just now. Just now realizing that. And now I feel stupid, Dev. Thank you.
1: you. You know, one of my favorite things, and, and maybe this does go into the feeling stupid but my favorite thing about bringing on somebody or or encouraging somebody that's junior to to try to increase their responsibility and visibility is just a lack of awareness of what is like that that third rail at a company and not not having to care you don't know the baggage that this system over here has and nobody wants to touch it and everybody's afraid of it. So you take a change through cab and you're like, yeah, I'm going to make this change. And then it starts a really good conversation of, well, we've never done that. Well, why not? We, we we've always done it this way. Well, but it's not working right. And so that, that just, you know, sheer go get them champ that somebody that's really eager can have, because I think when you get to a certain point, if, if everything is a crisis, nothing is a crisis. And but the flip side of that is if you're, you know, really new and fresh, if, you know, there's no crisis everything's working. But I just want to go do that thing that seems very simple to me to do. Why are we not doing it yet?
3: I bug fixed Sean's code one week into the job. I was like, hey, there's this weird thing here. I, I already, you know, I tested this. It's working. And I, like, didn't even think about it. Just, like, didn't realize who had written it. Just... Here, let's put this in. It was like, oh, cool, that fixed the thing we've been working on for a while. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, that's exactly that. Uh, naivete of a of a beginner, love it. <laughs> so one thing I tried to
2: introduce um, when I was in a company once and I got shot down by HR was I wanted a board where you could just like, like a standard um, wall of shame kind of board and it's voluntarily. You could write like what your worst mistake, put your name on it and put it on the board. It's all voluntarily. But it was to kind of break the ice of this whole, like, people don't, like, it's like it's bad to fail. Like, I always push, like, failure is not a bad thing. Learning from your failure is the bad thing, right? And people don't get it, but uh, whatever. But I, I always wanted to put that so you can just put it up there and you can just laugh about it. You can make, and be, make people realize that other people on different levels are just people. You're like, when there's nothing magical or something about people in higher levels than a junior level. It's just time and you know experience that gets you there, and that was the, I was told I'd be insensitive, and I, and that's not the right way to uh,
3: build teams. So, when you were saying that, I was thinking we need to create a channel in Teams that's like the IFU uh, channel where we just post our biggest stories, our fuck ups. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's fun. And then, like, if you have a board, then you could be like, oh, I got a better one,
2: and you can take it off and just put it up there. Like, that's here's correct. a better one. And I don't know man. like why do, like people I think that we take our stuff so seriously that we don't allow ourselves to laugh at our failures um, that and we kind of try to safeguard it. and that's and that's my biggest fear that someone screws up so badly and they're so scared that people find out they start covering things up like I had a I had to deal with a uh, DBA who screwed up our database and the way they fixed it was delete the logs so no one could see they screwed up. And I'm like, do you just seriously delete the logs? That's even I don't care what the other mistake was, that's ten times worse. Like, <laughs> what the hell? And it's just like, but it was just that environment people build where you can't mess up. You have to be perfect every single time.
3: And it's just like that is man. one thing I appreciate working here is yeah. you fuck up, you say it. It was like, yeah, cool. We can fix that next
2: time, or you know, <laughs> yeah. That's
0: like working. Working. Set
2: the bar so low that you feel good about what you do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oopsie, whoopsie. We, 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 I made eight. a fucky wucky.
2: And with Danny, he don't even have a bar.
0: <laughs> Dude, you can't even find it, bro. You need a metal detector. That shit's uh. so low. Um, yeah. Well, early on in my career, like very before pre. Um, Pre-fucking-everything, um, uh, uh, I uh, I learned that, like, listen, what is the absolute worst that's going to happen? Like, It's going to be 100 times worse if I say, oh, it was because of this or this or other. Everybody's got excuses. Everybody's got reasons. Everything got everything. So I just sit and I say, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, is it it's more important than to like now if you do not learn from that thing. If you do it again, that same honesty and that same like ownership means a hundred percent less because you did it again and you didn't learn and you didn't, you didn't even take the precautions. Like sometimes shit happens, right? Like, oops, it did it again, but like the computer did it. But like, if you don't live up to it and then you got a reputation and oh my God, what a small industry. Like, it, from vendor to internal teams to gov to everything, you'd think it's big. It ain't. Like it's for a multi-trillion-dollar industry. It's small.
2: Unless you're Anyone doing, like doing exciting ways Yeah, fails. Unless you're doing tech. heart surgery or something of that that magnitude. Then wait. Wait what? Let's, let's put some context around this.
0: What? What? Say it <laughs> again. Unless you're doing like heart surgery or. Oh, you know, then you got a mod. The margin is much smaller. Uh, <laughs> you either like missed the detection or you stabbed a ventricle. Like those, uh, we don't really equate those. Um, but yeah, if you're going to fail, right. Better like fail spectacularly. I don't want to just be like, Oh, you know, this is blah, blah, I feel a little bit. No, no, no. I want to be sitting at a bar in DEFCON, right. Somewhere in Vegas going, Holy shit. You know what happened this year? Or what I did with this? I want that. I want the shame to be so palpable and honest and it makes everybody else at the table feel better about their lives. I say it in my actual work meetings. I am nothing. If not everybody's cautionary tale, like learn from learn from me. I'll do it. I'll run face first and do a thing. If it means you don't, that's fine.
1: That's what I like about being more senior is now, you know, when the junior person's got that anxiety, when the, you know, somebody I work with was recently doing their first big change and is an engineer and she was so nervous and and me and somebody else were just sitting there talking about the times that we brought down prod, talking about the times we screwed stuff up. Probably should have waited till after she did the change to get through it before, but you know, that's, that's just how we roll, but, but you, you do And, and look, everybody screws up. And, and you get to a point where you can laugh about it. It doesn't matter almost how bad it is. At some point you're going to be able to go, wow, that was stupid. And then it's also the recovery. Like some of the most, some of the moments in my career that I'm the most proud of were the recovery after I did something stupid. Not, it's not like, oh, I fixed it. It's like I fixed it and I fixed it spectacularly yeah. on the fly under pressure that's the stuff you point to and go. That's that's what my career is. In uh, in uh,
0: in chat, Fohammer says, "Are you even an engineer or developer if you haven't brought down prod at least once?" Well, not, not one that I'll trust.
2: Definitely a cyber security expert if you do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are some and people. There's, some, there's, there's, some, there's something to
4: say about chasing. So you you chase after like a problem. Like if something's broken. I feel like there's almost like a friendly competition sometimes where you're like attempting to be the one that can fix the problem. Right. So there's a little bit of adrenaline with that. But there is nothing like the adrenaline of you broke something and you know you broke it and then you have to fix it. And you're right. That is that is something that is very personable, personal um, and very raw. But it, but it's it, you're right. It's exciting and it's fun to talk about later.
1: I I have to tell you it it wasn't my wasn't my screw up, but it was it was under pressure. We had an IR firm, and this was very young into my career. We we had an IR firm, and there was something going on. Um, and we were meeting and meeting and meeting and I wormed myself into the war room and I was like, all right, here, what's let me let me help. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, kid. And then so I'm like, all right, I'll oh. walk it back based on the notes. And sure enough, they're tr- still trying to find the scope. Hey, guys, I found this text file that's got Mimikatz output. Do you want it? And they're like, what? Oh, like, yeah, here you go. And that was like, I still point to that as like my most I kind of do belong here. I can, I'm i not great, but th- this is going to work out fine.
0: hey i'm uh we're we're pushing up on three o'clock here so let's uh let's start with some with some closing thoughts uh by the way before we close we do have our next trimark webinar coming up in june uh it is going to be uh saving the marriage letting vSphere and active directory live happily ever after so they don't murder each other with our head of uh virtual uh our head of our visa assessment demetrius Mostakis. Closing thoughts, uh, Beto.
1: Yeah, look, I I would say to anybody who's trying to get into this, just apply for the jobs. You know, go for it. You don't have to check every box. You don't have to have the experience. The places that you want to work for, the places that are going to nurture you are going to get back with you. And and more often than not, the places that look down on you for trying are places you don't want to be a part of anyway. So just, just shoot your shot. Go for it
0: uh dev i don't really go to you right away so I'll, I'll let you have the one of the early ones oh wow uh i always a lot of people always say
2: um bring your best self i say bring yourself your true self to um any place you go to. authentic and authentic self whatever words you want to put in there just be you and embrace your failure and as well as your strength uh brandon ha, beat you jake ha! suck it jake
4: Uh, Um, yeah, so I was actually just having this conversation with some college students the other day. And so and I I gave them all my card and I've already had two of them reach out to me. And I told them I'd I'd read your resume like uh, I'll try to help you out the best I can. And I shared a little bit of my background and stuff. And uh, some of them came up afterwards and said, you know, I never really thought to just apply for like the help desk job or the entry level stuff and realize that I can shift. So I think that's kind of a big thing that you've talked about is that you maybe you know where you want to be or maybe you don't even know where you want to be. But starting in that help desk sysadmin uh, role is not a not a bad place to start.
3: Jake, you may speak now. Thank you, sir. Uh I mean this is a wonderful conversation, Beto. Thanks for coming out. Love talking to you for on Twitter for probably a year now. At this point, at this point, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's um, when I started bugging you.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Continue. Continue. Um, but I did want to mention uh, locksmith recently updated with ESC eight identification now. So and then uh, last night committed code for remediating ESC four and ESC five issues. Uh, that is in testing right now and should be probably going live next week so a lot of new big things coming out and uh yeah go grab it if you haven't and you're running adcs because your adcs is insecure
0: Uh, it is yeah it just is it 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 just is. admit your baby is ugly the first step is admitting the baby is ugly and has like a snaggle tooth i mean have you seen
2: danny it has to be
0: dude actually you know what today i got a pretty healthy sense of self-worth i think i'm cute as shit today but when i was younger oh, you could really tell how disproportional my head was to the rest of my body you can do it now too if i you know if i turn profile it's really bad my son i, I cursed him with the same thing um gee i don't know takeaways better did we talk about the stuff you wanted to talk, talk about or did we digress from everything you had written down so carefully
1: no, no, this is fine. See, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, so it's, <laughs> it's great, it's great, right?
0: Um, well, awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, we said a lot, I just, we got to bring them back, right? Oh, yeah, definitely a regular contributor oh, yeah. to the show, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we uh, f- I don't even know how to sum this one up, so I'm just gonna do it by doing some advertising, Trimark Security. Com. We got assessments for Active Directory, Azure, AD, VMware, and attacker tactics as well. Uh, visits uh, TrimarkVision.com to get a preview of our new product, Vision. It's, shh, it's in stealth mode, but you might want to check it out. Uh, and we got our Visa webinar coming up, as I mentioned, all about uh, vSphere and Active Directory coming up. In June, that registration link is in the chat. And if you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or uh, uh, Google Podcasts, thank you. We are now on there. All you got to do is go there and search for Trimark, and we will come right up. And there will be at least 10 more episodes uploaded tonight while I drink whiskey and uh, uh, recover from my procrastination. So until then, we will see everybody next week. Thank you. Listen, everybody in chat. this is so much fun. I I would talk with these four guys if it was just us and I love having our guests, but like I love people that are in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Uh Big Red Beard, thank you Bill. He since since left Investigator Check Fava. Uh uh, uh Kopski, you've been here for a few of these now. Uh hey, tell your friends. This is what we do, right? We're not chill, we're not well, chilling right. Sh- what? Danny, maybe we could get one of them to actually join. the podcast maybe maybe they can maybe they can and listen if you're a regular listener uh you're welcome to come on and talk and chat we got plenty of stuff to talk about uh and oh again uh anomaly effects this is why we have our very nice uh, uh new digs here which i'm just super thrilled about i think it went over really well um i love it thank you anomaly and now i'm going to play music and take us out all right see you guys We're still alive. And just oh, are it. we? Yeah, you
2: just kept doing Doing great. Yeah, doing great. feels Do it. like the half week we've done this, and like every week it's always the same issue.
0: Doing great, feeling great.
1: A man walks down the street, he says, why am I soft in the middle? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest Good. of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot. I can't redemption. figure out don't want No, it's a, a different
3: issue every time. But it's always related. The bone-diver, bone-diver.
1: Bone-diver. Bone-diver. Dogs in the
3: I-, I have learned not to well test my AV setup with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was
2: awesome this week. I just... <laughs> like, look at that.